Just uh, yeah, g- give me give me one more take. Give me uh, give me. I'm telling you what. Fucking turn on the Brandon sex appeal. Fucking give me the sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me that sex, Brandon. That's totally. You're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. <laughs> How did it get less sexy? <laughs> <laughs> Does this microphone have a pussy? Right? Can I eat it? Right? No, not so much. I mean, like, uh, I was with somebody that was really good at it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing I was into. Oh, I, I'm, I'm super into that. Just d- turn me on, buddy. Like a tractor. Yeah, you like it when you're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. <laughs> of Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. I am your host, Scott Eason, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Raina Cahill. Hello, Raina. Hello, Scott. How are you? I'm all right. I'm excited to be back with another episode, and today I'm just going to cut right to the chase and say we have a, a great guest today. We have Brandon Imes joining us here on the podcast. Brandon is a stand-up comedian I've known for a very long time. Uh, and actually, he is on the precipice of a big life change. He is going to move from Huntsville, Alabama, where we're located right now, to Tampa, Florida, to begin his life anew because he thinks he's fucking better than us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's going to move, and we thought, you know what? We love Brandon. It's a great time to have him on the show. But also, as we talk today, um, there's... Uh, another reason why Brandon's on the show too, because I think he has a very interesting story as it pertains to what we talk about here on this show. So uh, before before we get into it, uh, Raina, how are you? How are you? Do you have any major life news? <laughs> Raina has a dog all over. <laughs> that dog is there's so a, there's there's a dog is everywhere right now. Oh, fucking love that dog. Oh, he is so soft. He's he is so fucking so soft. soft. Oh my god. Um, I don't have any any news. Hey, uh, uh. Scott, when was the first yeah. time you remember reaching uh, climax? Oh wow! <laughs> um, you know what? I honestly don't remember my very first time. Uh, I, you know what? I do remember before my first climax. I remember um, a friend of mine, uh, and fuck it, his name is Mark Howard, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, with another friend of ours. Like he was like, "Hey, I found this cool thing." And we were like, oh, what is it? And he was like, yo, you beat your dick. And we were like, <laughs> what's that? You're a genius. It, but the thing is, is like, I don't know where he saw it or like how he picked up on it. And I probably want to say like we were 10, 11, probably somewhere around in that area. Um, like right on the precipice of like the real deal. Right. <laughs> but it's like that's the whole thing is like dudes just don't come out like, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing is like you can't ejaculate. 
until like a certain time in your developmental cycle. It's like it's part of puberty. So it's like back then we were like, what's supposed to happen? And it was like, so it was like, it was jerking off with no end in sight. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like, and it was like, it but was you the were pretending th- like, yeah, this is great. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like we were kids. So it wasn't like we weren't doing it in front of each other because uh, that would be super weird. But well, I not, genuinely imagine that, that not weird. in a gross but way. The, but uh, well, I mean, kind of, but not really. But it was more like hey, I'm going to go into the bathroom and like see what's going on. And it was just like, I think something's happening. And like nothing was happening. <laughs> so it was like, you can't just you're not like, let me just pull it out. It's a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like that. It's like so I remember that and nothing happened. And like, well, I don't get it. You know, it's like that. <laughs> and um, I do remember. My first, because here's the thing, men have a, um, man, we just jumped right in the deep end. <laughs> well, I was we, just, like, we just jumped right in the deep end. We've been looking for an intro. We have, and you know what? You've hit the nail on the head, because <laughs> now I, I just have to talk. Uh, <laughs> men are, and I want to say, like, this is almost true for every man. I'm just going to make a blanket male statement here and say, like, jerking off for men is normally, like, we're creatures of habit. Is in like you either have like a um, what's I want to say ceremony, but that sounds too creepy. I play Enigma, sad, dimwa. I like candles and drip black wax on my back. I'm like, Is that, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the alternative. What's uh, Brandon? Help me out here. Brand, th- by uh, the way, this is our guest, Brandon. I'm saying hello, hey, Brandon. Hey, what's up? Well, <laughs> Brand, Brandon's a Ritual. smart guy. Ritual. Thank you. Yeah. That's just as bad as That's ceremony. Just as bad. That's just as fucking bad. That's just as bad. But anyway, okay. But anyway, you kind of go through like the same steps. And I remember being a kid. It was like, and it had to be a dead giveaway to my parents because it was kind of like, it's almost the question of like, when did you go from taking baths to taking a shower? You oh. know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I maybe it's different for for girls, but for like boys, I think it's like sometimes it's like, and I'm not saying it's wrong to take a bath, but I'm saying at some point in your development, you're like, oh, I take showers now, and it was like every once in a while, I'd be like, yo, I want to take a bath, is because I was totally gonna rub one out in the bathtub. <laughs> Because it was like the cleanest way I knew how to do it. And it was like, you know, my mom always had baby oil in the bathroom. So that was the go-to. That was the jam. But I then like it, when I discovered the shower head. That was pretty great. Oh, well, I can, ima- I can only imagine. <laughs> Watch out. I, I was can young. only imagine. But it's like, I man, I think you, you, it doesn't dawn on you as a man or as a boy, I will say. It's like when you jerk off, like. The mess that you make. <laughs> so I was like, I think boys at some point make that mistake where you're like, you're just in bed. You're like, oh man, I've made a huge mess. <laughs> <laughs> and who does my laundry? My oh, mom. No. This is like a dead giveaway. That's was like, hilarious. <laughs> well, it's, it's why the whole stereotype of like, oh, dudes jerk off in his socks and towels. It's like, because it makes a huge mess. You don't know what to fucking do with it. You can't just let it go everywhere. <laughs> you and I have <laughs> had this discussion. The most ergonomic way and the most efficient way is sitting. Straddled, AC Slater style on the toilet. <laughs> okay. AC okay. Slater. Yeah. First off, like a chair <laughs> I forgot to mention that Brandon is a serial killer. <laughs> no, I'm serially clean. That is an insane way. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't, if I don't a, get. I mean, if a woman, if Raina, okay, right now, let's just paint 
different universes. In universe one, Raina is your girlfriend. She walks in and you sitting backwards on the toilet, jerking off. She's leaving you immediately. Yeah. No, no. In like, universe oh. two, Raina's my girlfriend. She walks in the bathroom and I'm just standing up, cranking one out like a normal person. She's going to be like, oh, Scott, you're incorrigible. Nah, nah. I, can, I can do a three-stage thesis on, on the benefits. Hold of... on. Let's get it from the horse's mouth here, right? All right, Raina. Is that normal, Raina? Okay. Do you, you think two straddling? bathrooms? Do you think straddling? One of you go in. <laughs> you want to test this out? You want to test this out? One of you go in and jerk off AC Slayer yeah, style. Hold on. If we do, if we do this in real practice i'm gonna win because when you see nah. him, when you see him doing it you're like holy shit that's fucked up i'm not trying to put on a show i'm just trying to be efficient <laughs> i'm I, not trying to put on a show either but i just was okay, ra- wait, i was raised we, right did we <laughs> did we explain why you were facing the opposite direction because he's just sh- he's he's shooting it right down on the toilet bowl yeah it's efficient so like, no muss no, no fuss yeah, yeah but if you're no jer- oh, so you're jerking off like, but you can jerk not, off the other way. Not that to way. mention, you can jerk off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention yeah, the, yeah. in the days of smartphones, the back of the commode <laughs> is the perfect place to prop the phone. Oh wow, like, uh, he d- he did say he had a three part thesis. Yeah, yeah. I so. cannot wait to get a projector so I can just project that shit <laughs> on my ceiling. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm so still. fucking sick of holding my phone. <laughs> oh yeah, free up that hand, yeah. <laughs> Do you wait, uh, uh, Raina? Here, uh, do do you do you live with your do you and Adam live together? Your boyfriend? Not yet. So you live alone. We're talking about it. Yeah. So you could just what are you talking about on the ceiling? You can do whatever you want. I just don't have a projector yet. That's oh. what I'm saying. I can't wait to get a projector. Well, just throw it up on the TV. Um. Yeah, I have. I've done that too. Yeah. I just recently got rid of the TV in my bedroom though because like it was really fucked up. Like it had like <laughs> at one point it just had like this really thick green line going down it, <laughs> and then it just became like. Like that half of the TV was just a different color. It was just uh, really I, fucked I up. You had a plasma TV. The Pornhub logo is burned into it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody's going to buy this on Craigslist. When she said that, I did immediately go to, you jerked off so much. <laughs> that porn- TV was ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub gave me an STD on my TV. <laughs> ruined just- TV? Okay, so you asked me. I get, So roundabout, I, I'd say my first climax. I'm going to go ahead and spitball and say... 11, 12 of the latest. 30 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> what about, how about you? You asked the question. Um, the first orgasm I remember having, I was seventh grade. So that was 13 ish. 13 ish. Yeah. Yeah, 12, 13. Yeah, right around Like there. six yeah. to seven. So yeah, right in that time frame. Okay. That makes sense. Now, was that your first orgasm, or was that your first when you discovered masturbation? That was my first orgasm. Oh, so you had tried before? Yeah, just kind like, of. Was getting there? Yeah. Well, yeah, I had kind of tried before, but yeah, yeah. like that was when I was still like figuring things out. Yeah, you're learning the lay of the land. <laughs> the lay of the land. <laughs> figuring out my stuff. <laughs> Is it figuring out or fingering out? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Like, God damn you and your puns. I should have <laughs> known this was going to happen as soon as we invited you on the That's podcast. That's what I do. So, Brandon, what about you? Do you recall? Uh, yeah, 12-ish. You know, I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I just moved to Alabama. I was living, you know, my mom and I were living with <laughs> Holy shit. my He's grandparents. Book. What's that? <laughs> just I moved to Alabama. Yeah. It was just <laughs> it was a hot summer night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had stumbled into my mom's uh, younger brother's, you know, like uh, Playboy collection, like in his mm. sock drawer or whatever. Yep. It was uh, <laughs> January of 95. Uh, Drew Barrymore was on the cover. Oh, classic. Uh, 
classic Melissa issue. Melissa Holiday so was the well, man. That makes me feel so old. January '95. Yeah. I mean, I was already fucking by that point. Um, <laughs> I was <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I was twelve. '95. I was. Uh, I wasn't uh, even one because I was born in October of '94. <laughs> I was seventeen. <laughs> uh, in. Uh, well, depending, like I went into my, my senior year of high school is 95, 96. So as of July 10th, 1995, I was 17. Ah, yeah, yeah I was, you know, just you know, 12. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? I was oh, already getting busy. Naked <laughs> girls. This is kind of hot. Drew Barrymore. Oh, my. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it feels kind of weird when you know, I, I do this kind of thing. It's such yeah. a fucking like rite of passage, the discovery of playboys yeah or penthouses or whatever else it's like jesus i mean i remember that happened with my me and my dad my dad has always been like pretty straight laced but um for some reason for like six months somebody else's playboy was coming to our house (laughs) my mom's like my mom's like get rid of it my dad's like Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let's and let then, it run. Oh, no, I knew where he hid all of them. <laughs> so I'd go in there and be like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was always like the It's one of those weird things. Is like the pages that were a little bit more heavily worn. You're like, oh, dad. <laughs> you, you, know yeah. where, you know where the, the, the preference lies. This dad is what I imagine. I bet he's like, I'm not going to really cancel that subscription yet. And then I imagine like he's collected all of these books, but he's been like rationing the pages. <laughs> like, like he's only going to use like these and then, okay. I'll tell you what, I have honestly, right now in my storage unit, I have a fucking like army steamer trunk full of Playboys. Huh. I was a avid subscriber because, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say, I mean, the, the women are beautiful, of course. But, yeah. I mean, honestly, I know this is the, the holy, the cliche and everything like that, but it really is. It was a good magazine. No, it's like, tasteful. There, there's a lot of good shit in that magazine. Like, great articles, great interviews, plus the nudity. Everything mixed together made Playboy like a great magazine. Oh, so no, yeah. I have like... And honestly, no shit. I'm gonna give them all to my son. I'll give them all to my son when he's old enough. <laughs> I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, here you go." I'll open that trunk and it'll be, it'll be like the Ark of the Covenant. It'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah." Like yeah, you know, when I found this magazine, I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, like yeah, topless women, naked women." Yeah. But like, oh, there's an interview with Jean Claude Van Damme. Let's read that. Oh yeah, JVCD. Oh yeah, of course. But it's also it, Playboy, not only Playboy, but Playboy being like the pinnacle of it. But those magazines are such a time capsule of what was popular for male preference of women at the time. So it was like, in Playboy, you can track it, especially by the length or lack of pubic hair in (laughs) women, was literally what was basically the accepted standard in Playboy, like tracked like that. And then you had like also the physique. It was like in the 60s and the 50s, 60s and 70s of Playboy, it was like... um, Basically, like a, uh, for lack of a better term, like a more full figured, like a thicker yeah. woman was more popular. Massive bushes. And then in the eighties, it got to be like, okay, we want that that slender, that slender with giant boobs, right. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it was like, the nineties was kind of the same. And it then was kind of yes, two thousands plus. Boobs. It definitely got it. Then it started to go up and down. It was like one month would be like a more full figured woman, then there would be a smaller, petite, right. and everything like that. But it was like. You could literally track kind of the zeitgeist of what people considered to be the most desirable woman at the time via Playboy. So it was a touchstone for um, not everyone, but just like that general pop culture view of like what it was. Because in the 80s, it was like 70s, 80s, it was like they all had Bush. 
And then all of a sudden in the 90s, it was like landing strips. Mm -hmm. And then it was all of a sudden Brazilian. just bald. Yeah, yeah, just bald. bald. But then it was like, then it came back that, around. And then it was like. You'd landing strip. Landing strip again. Or, or a heart. Or, 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 what, or, or whatever it is. But it's just like, now the it, it's gone to the extreme in a way of like, if it's a bush, now that's fetish. Oh yeah, it's fetish for women to have a bush now. It's like it's fallen. In, it's fallen into that category, which of like is fetish. crazy because bush is the default of a woman's. It is. It yeah. is. It, 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 is, know, a, like well, it <laughs> is a default, but at the same time, I do think. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been married for for sixteen years, but just in let's just say through pornography, pop culture, everything else, it's like even women that I will say right now that have pubic hair, um, it's definitely more well kempt now yeah than it used to be <laughs> so it's like now it's like women that have pubic hair i think it's like it's very it's close cut yeah, it's like they take at least they take a little time if even if it's not brazilian or whatever else right. it's not like i would the, the 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 whole letting it go is either just like <laughs> nobody's gonna see it or just like somebody wants to see yeah. it <laughs> this way i'm gonna drag I mean? some niche fetishes it was like it was just so it's so wild because it's like I, I personally myself, I've seen it run the spectrum of everything. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's like bald is like that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> that looks real nice. And sometimes it's like a very like a nice triangle. You're like that looks good that too. Looks good. <laughs> you, know you know, I I'm, for me the shit that has just gone wild like a Vietnam jungle is like not yeah. for me. If it's under control, the yeah, one then. that is go- the 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 ones that have gone like not only is it here, it is gone. Now it's like it's on the thighs and it's crawled back to the butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the whole Ray's laughing. She's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I've accidentally yeah. clicked on that porn before. Yeah, like, it's like, like, oh wow. Ooh, yeah. Because that's always in the title. It's like super hairy or it, this whatever. This one in particular else. wasn't. It, I think yeah. it was in a, a compilation or something. Oh yeah. And so it was like I was like, I do mm. like a good. I didn't notice it at first, and it was, it was then I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. what that is. It's just. So, so what, what, as a woman, what do you, what, what's your, what's your standard? What do you go with? For like my. Your pubes. My pubes. Yeah. I get waxed and I almost always get a Brazilian all the way. Yeah. Um. So you prefer, do you personally, you prefer it that way? Um, I mean, if I was going to do something, I would like leave like a landing strip, but it's, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. Yeah. Um, but I don't shave because that just, oh, it fucks my skin. The irritation. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, it's so miserable. I understand. And once you, I think it's once you're spoiled on getting a wax. I have asked my wife cause it's like, she's my, my, my wife's is, uh, she takes care of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she is afraid to get waxed it's, it's the it's the pain level um and nowhere yeah. well they're they're going to be opening a uh a new place in huntsville or madison it's called european wax center it's not yeah. a new place they have them all over the united states yeah. and they finally fucking put one here because i've been driving to tennessee for years oh, really? <laughs> yeah because that's the nearest one is so they just like the way they do european it. wax center. way they to get with the times alabama yeah exactly because a lot of p- places around here also charge like 80 bucks for a for yeah. a brazilian yeah yeah and you can get them there for like 40 so or 50 does it hurt and the wax like, i mean it is gonna hurt yeah but like getting I feel a tattoo, like the smoothness you know? and the way it lasts longer is a lot is way worth it. Sure. And then like my skin's really sensitive, so like shaving's really bad, so waxing helps a lot. Yeah. Um, Have you ever thought about lasering? 
Um, I have, and for the longest time, I was told that it wouldn't work for me because I'm fair skin and I have fair mm. hair. Like my, like all my hair follicles, everything's really light colored. Yeah. And apparently, um, the the hair removal wouldn't work for me. Yeah. But somebody said the other day that oh, technology's come a long way. You should look into it again. Sure. So I might look into it again. Yeah. But I bought a manscaper. The company Manscaped. I've been seeing the ads for those. Bought that, and it's it, honestly it's great because I mean before I was using a you know a regular like same thing I use in my beard. A trimmer, yeah, yeah. beard trimmer basically, <laughs> and it was uh, like yeah. here's the thing, like for your, I I I will say, <laughs> uh, I trim everything, but I normally I don't I don't really do my balls. I feel I don't like really do your my pubic balls. hair still has the stripe in it <laughs> that your beard Actually, has. <laughs> I have not really. I've been paying attention, and I haven't really gone gray in the pubes yet. No. But at the same time, I don't really. I don't keep pubes a lot. Like it, it's mm-hmm. like when it grows out. I, I. Here's the thing. I do not razor them. I don't. I don't razor them because the same thing, like the sensitivity and everything like that. I don't want to razor them. So it's like I use the manscape, which gets it pretty close, and it's like. <laughs> I, I, I get the long ones, but I, I, I'm yeah. I, like grabbing the balls and squeezing them and like getting them taut and like <laughs> running that thing over them is like, oh boy. It's like, <laughs> to me, that is just like living on the edge. <laughs> living on the edge. It's like, uh-huh. that is, I just, and here's, the, it's not like in my situation, my wife is not asking me. She's like, get them balls clean, son. It's like, it's not that. It's more of a, I'd, I'd, I'd keep the general area clean literally out of, number one, it, it feels better, but number two, out of general respect for my wife. Yeah. Because it's the same. I, it's I think, hygienic. I think it's the yeah. same thing for, for her. It's just like basically, look, I want you to put your mouth there. <laughs> and if I expect you to do that, then I have to do at least yeah. something, some upkeep to make it attractive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or, you don't want those or, awkward moments. Or, or of, just <sighs> like, you know, when I, when, when, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to be spitting watermelon seeds like, <laughs> yeah, you know. it's like, but that's the whole thing. Is but the thing is, is like us as men, like we're monsters. So it's like we wouldn't, we'd be like, let's get in there. It doesn't matter what's going on in the moment. Like if you want to do it, you're gonna do yeah. it. Women, I think, are a little bit more discerning. They'll be like, I'm not going near that thing. <laughs> that is fucking fucked up. Yeah. I mean, because I can't imagine. I mean, Jesus Christ, right now, what I mean. And I'm sure there's dudes running around here like this right now that I'm 42 years old. If I have never trimmed my pubes before, I'm scared to know what it would look like down hmm. there if I'd never done anything. That's And there has to be men running around like that. They're like, trimming's for gay people. <laughs> 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 I've literally heard, I've heard that before. But like, I ain't no queer. I'm not trimming my balls. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy, but it's like some people Imagine think that. if like that was the standard. I feel like now, you know, they have the two-in-one like shampoos and everything. Like they would have, or like the three-in-one where it's the shampoo, plus for ball hairs. And well, like so so right? they do, not, not the two-in-one, but like Manscaped, that company mm-hmm. they sell uh, literally it's just called ball wash <laughs> they have all these products that are specifically for cleaning your private parts which honestly i mean it's not a terrible I- it's not a terrible idea a i mean and honestly idea. it's a great company they've made a lot of money so it's like you know i mean you need to take care of your i mean i've gotten to the point now it's like it's just out of respect literally before we like i shower every time before i have sex yeah yeah, and, and that's literally just number one a comfort level, but it's also like I feel clean, and it's like a respect thing. It's like, hey, I'm clean for you, hey. so it's like, don't be afraid to put your mouth wherever you want to put it, you know, or, or, <laughs> something, or, uh-huh. something, or something like that. So it's like, 
you know, it's I try to keep it as clean as possible, you know, but at the same time, it's like I'm not trying to I'm past the trying to impress somebody stage. It's more just like now it's utilitarian. <laughs> keep it clean. <laughs> I mean, as a single man, as a single man, I might be out there fucking be like, uh, Reina, what's the address of that place? Like, I'm going to go in there and get my balls, Brazilian. They will not. They won't. Uh, of course it's, not. It's because not they tear menu. them off your body. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble gum on a sidewalk. <laughs> well, like, hell, I mean. <laughs> I'm a single man for almost the past two years, and even I still yeah. have the habit of like, okay, let's wash my hands before I do my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, of course, of course. So, Brent, are you shaved? Do you shave? I don't use a manscaper, but like yeah. I, I use the same thing, like I mentioned earlier, like uh, that I use trimmer. my beard. A yeah, beard trimmer. And uh, I'll get like, you know, okay, you let's go face to balls or balls to face. Yeah, face to balls. Man, that's the way to do. Good yeah, man. You know, which one like gets a, a closer shave? I'll take you know, <laughs> an aggressive brush to it and some and the you know, the air duster. Uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah, before it's I like, use it the next time on my face. Computers, my ass. This is for my ball shave. And you know, I'm just kind of freehand it. You know, like okay, let's get like a quarter inch to the skin. You know, like uh, so. It's, yeah, sure. like, uh, so it's not like no, because no, I've done I, like I, against I, the skin before, and that gets no, that gets it, pretty itchy. It does get very. So itchy. like, if you it can does, just like yeah, keep it under control, it it's like okay, this is hygienic. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a set of shears in there. And I can use a one guard. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like I don't use the one guard on my face. Let's use it on my balls. That's an eighth of an inch. That's respectable. <laughs> one guard on my balls. <laughs> okay, that intro spun out. <laughs> but what? That was that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that conversation. All right, let's 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 get into the meat of. Uh, our uh, our podcast here let's let's uh go with the question that we ask all of our guests mm. we talked about masturbation but let's talk about brandon when was your first uh let's say uh sexual experience and when we say sexual experience let's go with the big p the penetration let's go with with p and the v in your case uh, first off you identify as a as a straight you identify as heterosexual? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when was your first sexual experience that involved penetration? That was sophomore year of college with my first major girlfriend. Okay. So I was like, yeah, like it, you know, like it, right when I turned 20. Well, right before I turned 20. Right before you turned 20. Yeah. Okay. So we've had extremes on this podcast. Yeah. And I will say, so, so far you hold the high score for, the oldest. <laughs> oh, look at me. Not Where's in a bad way. No, I, I, don't, no. I, I don't mean that in an insulting manner oh, at all. No. I just no. mean you have, yeah, at, at 20. You held out. Good you job. You held out. You held out. So, <laughs> oh, no, I had no confidence. So Okay, well, so let's dig into that for a second. So you, it was your sophomore year in, in, uh, in, in college with your first major girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, like, high school years and middle school, like all that leading up to it. Like, was it a – was it a conscious decision that you waited till you were 20 or was it just kind of the way the chips fell? Yeah, it's just kind of how it felt. Like, uh, you know, throughout, you know, middle school and high school, I had like, you know, some pretty hard crushes and there were girls that I knew like me that I liked back. But, uh, yeah. uh, I grew up, you know, like super poor, below the poverty line, had no confidence. And even if I knew they liked me, me, like I, I still am like, oh, okay, well, who's going to give me the time of day? So like, so, uh, so you like, had who, major confidence. Who's going to go out with me? Who, how, how am I going to take a girl out? So I yeah. just kind of, you know, never really entertained that notion until, like, you know, like college. You know, when I'm, I'm out on my own and I can drive around and, you know, yeah. I'm earning some income. So, yeah. So if I remember correctly, you went Phil Campbell? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you grew up in Phil Campbell. Yeah. And you went to Phil Campbell High School. Right. And tell everybody, what was the size of your graduating class? The size of my graduating class? Yeah. Uh, I think 66 people or so. Yeah. That's, That's insane. So small. Yeah. Right, what was the size of yours? 100. Mine was 800. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was very large. So I, I, Brandon and I have talked about this before. It's like in high school, having a graduating class of 66, do you realize how fucking small that is? That is so yeah. little. And I the, knew and, everybody and, and, and in the, the and, and the social circles. There were close like, to 100 when I was so in like 10th grade, but you yeah. Know, yeah, retention rate and whatnot. It's so crazy. It's like our first guest, Carl Paul, had a graduating class of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, a class of one. <laughs> class, class of one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, being that small, I can understand definitely like a little bit of the where you're coming from. Because it's also like, I mean, you had also, you're all your factors, but also being that small, it's like people couple up or it's like yeah. the availability's not there. And or I'm living out just, in the sticks, you know, like your nearest neighbor is a, is a mile away. Yeah, you need to borrow a cup yeah, of sugar. It's, just, it's, it's a, just a different. It's an excursion. It's a different. So, okay. So you go to high school in Phil Campbell, you graduate and you go to UAH. You go mm-hmm. to University of Alabama in Huntsville. Correct. So why'd you pick UAH? Um, you know, I had better scholarships at like USA, you know, South Alabama and even at, you know, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, but like, uh, I knew I wanted to co-op and I thought, you know, I had my best chance at, you know, co-oping, you know, like doing rotations with, you know, you know, working with a company, uh, UAH had the best, uh, um, reputation for that. And, you know, yeah. and it did happen. I did three semesters, you know, mm-hmm. when I, you know, went to UAH. So, um, even though I had better scholarship offers to other colleges, you know, that's what brought me to Huntsville. Okay, so you moved to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Were you living on campus? I was, yeah. You lived on campus. So how did you meet the girl? How did you meet the girl that you lost your virginity to when you were 20 years old? How did that all take place? I made some friends with some girls that lived on campus, and yeah, I started hanging out with them. And then uh, the girl that I lost my virginity to, who you know, ultimately I ended up marrying, uh, was friends with them from high school. You know, she would come to hang out and visit, and then, you know, uh, you know, we basically hit it off, you know, having mutual friends. And then, you know, sophomore year, she l- ends up living on campus. And by that point, you know, we had, you know, developed a rapport and, you know, and, you know developed a relationship. And, you know, you know sophomore year is you know, when it's like, okay, you know, we've been going out for a while. Let's, uh, neither of us have done this before. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. And so, okay. So she was a, it was her first time too. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. <sighs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's such a rarity because yeah. it's like, again, it's very you can't compare people apples to apples because that's not how it works. But like I said, just in the people that we've talked to in this podcast, and part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you was because your journey's different than everyone we've spoken to, because everybody else is basically like, I started <laughs> fucking and then booyah, <laughs> I hit the road, I was fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like to hear the other side of it is is refreshing, but it's also like it's just it's just such a different perspective. And it's like I uh, I come from a mixed marriage, and I say that in that like my wife was a virgin when we got married, and it was like that was more of a conscious decision on her part, and it was not like she never like messed around with anybody. It was just like she'd never had sex before, and it was like you know so as we I but on the other end, I mean I wasn't a whore, but I had sexual partners before we got married, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm always a little fascinated with understanding the thought process behind why some people um wait 
Sometimes it's, I mean, of course, everybody knows the religious angle. It's like, I waited because of this. Some people are like yourself where you're like, you know what? The, just the opportunity didn't present itself. I wasn't opposed to it, but it just, it presented itself when it did. And I, I took it when I had it, you know, or, or whatever other factor. So I always think it's interesting to hear kind of like what finally made you decide to take the plunge Mm -hmm. and also hearing that. The person that you had sex with was also like, I've never done this before either, (laughs) which is such a, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Virgin on virgin sex is like 15, 16 years old. You're like, yeah, of course. At 20, you're like, wow, (laughs) both of you. You know what I mean? It's like finding each other. So it was like, so let, let me just ask, and you don't have to go into graphic detail. Here's the thing. I know Brandon, and Brandon is a bit of a modest person, so we're going to try to shoehorn as much out of him <laughs> as you can, whatever he's comfortable with. We, 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 we plied him with about five or six glasses of wine before the podcast. So. <laughs> I'm loose. So, so what was – since both of you were virgins and neither of you kind of knew what to expect, what was that first experience like? Was it like were you – did you come out the other end like – Wow, or were you just like that could probably be better? Oh no, so, uh, yeah, there was a build up to it. You know, like yeah. uh, we tried all the other things. You know, before you know. You yeah. Know, well, big... I mean, just like good little virgins do. You're like, let's oh, yeah. we'll do all the mouth stuff. We do all this stuff, and it's like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. The full mind until she's yeah. like, hey, do you want to try this? I'm like, do you want to try this? <laughs> and I'm like. What a nice thing to do. You're like, you want to try this? Do you? You're like doubling down. You're so, like, yeah. double consent? Double consent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to green-eyed as bright as the sun. You know, like, uh, you know. That's funny. No means no, but, you know, like yeah. uh, 50 yeses and a no still means no. So I'm going to make sure the yeses oh, no. go the whole hey, way look, through. Yeah. I think ever, especially as a man, because don't get me wrong, consent works both ways. 100%. Yeah. It definitely works both ways. But at the same time, I don't want to say the burden of, but but a lot of the times the man is the one that is leading the consent train and like, is this, you know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. like, and I th- it's that's that's a whole other conversation altogether with the the part of like the you know the man technically occupying a dominant position, you know, women's mm-hmm. view to submissives, which is of course not true, but that's that, that well, archaic I mean, yeah. look at it. But anyway, like I think every, every man and a woman, women can, can identify with this because they've probably heard it when it's like, is this okay? Is this okay? It's like this, <laughs> the lots of questions yeah. is uh-huh. like, can I do this? Can I do this? Is this okay? And I've, I've literally done that and have a woman be like, just fucking do it already. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm already here. Bro. Like I would sign something. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. so you yeah. stop yeah, fucking exactly, asking me yeah. questions. I've oh, no, literally, I've been like, I'm already here, dude. Like, <laughs> yes. It's so oh, that's something but I've in my second bachelorhood. You can't like, be too sure. Random. You cannot be too sure. You can't. And not, I mean, 100% because I mean anybody can change their mind at any yes. moment but also and, yeah. anybody can also try to be getting you in trouble like, it's, like, it's very very true very mm-hmm. true so you, you you decided mutually it's mm-hmm. time to Leo let's take this to the next level yeah and obviously I mean it went well or yeah. well enough that there was a round two. <laughs> yeah, you know ultimately you know, there was like a month in between Yeah, I guess there was some guilt and some you know like you know well, I mean, because the thing is, I mean, it is a monumental decision, and it's yeah. also like you waited till you were twenty. So it was like, honestly, the gravity of the situation only increases the older that you get. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like by that time, there's like there's real weight to it because at sixteen, you could just be like, <laughs> oh, it's over, <laughs> yeah. and then the you kind of you, you got it out of the way. 
So I was like, so how long had you two been together when you did the deed? Seven months. Seven months. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, you guys are you know, Aussie and fucking we, Harriet. We <laughs> freshmen. Yeah. I. I mean, I, 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 I. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, it was a love connection in a certain degree because I mean, you you did get married. Mm-hmm. So how long did you? How long were you together before you got engaged? Uh, like five and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So you had a long, I mean, so, okay, so you got engaged. Yeah, like uh, the end of freshman year. About 25? Uh, no, 24, yeah. 24, 25? Yeah, shortly after I graduated. And you guys were the same age? Uh, she's seven months younger than me. Seven months, so ish. Yeah. Pretty close. So you dated for five and a half years? Graduated high school the same year. Okay. And then you're married. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, your marriage ended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not not correlated to your first sexual experience. I hope not. She's like, God damn, that first. Oh no, I think that bad. made it last longer. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, let's flex. But yeah, you the, worked out some. The sex did some heavy you lifting. Worked, you worked out some kinks <laughs> over the years. Yeah. So how long were you married? Eleven and a half years. So you were married eleven and a half. So yeah, together yeah. five and a half. So uh, together se- seventeen, 17 years. Yeah. 17 so like my years. entire adult life from the age of nineteen to the age wow. of thirty-six. Okay. So this is another reason why I wanted to talk to Brandon just because he is in a an interesting place mm-hmm. uh being that okay he he we've already talked about it he was 19 years old when he met his uh his first serious girlfriend right slash future wife right the woman who took his virginity but he also took hers right then they were married yeah and then he had one sexual partner until he was 36 years old. That is so rare. It's yeah. very rare. Right. Like I said, I mean, you're a bit of a unicorn. So I remember talking to Brandon about this, and, and uh, Brandon and I actually worked together for like four years. So we talked, all, we shot the show oh, yeah. all the time. We were right. good friends. And um, I told him when he got divorced, I was like, dude, you're a fucking unicorn now. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like when women What women find, are going to want to do yes, with you. that you've been, I've only been with one woman ever, ever. And they're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it is, I I, I mean, uh, painting with a broad stroke, but I, I, I understand how that could be a little bit of a, like Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like stretching. Yes. If the roles were reversed, it'd be like if a man's like, "Oh, you've only been with one man ever." <laughs> really? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Say, it's like, like it's the same thing. There's an ways. attractiveness it's like, about it. It's a oh, very yeah. interesting thing because yeah. it's like you. Number one, like you're untainted <laughs> in a certain respect, but it's also <laughs> like there uh, people like this whole thing. It's the it's the same mindset of like. You've never heard this band? <laughs> they want to be the one. I want you to listen to this band, and I want you to love the band. And you listen to it, you're like, I fucking love that band. It's the same thing with, like, so many other things. I Do think you know it's Ali I mean? Wong it's like, that has a bit about, I want to, it's my, uh, like, goal to help every man discover his prostate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah And I get that. It's no, like, it's, that's what it is. Let me put something in your butt. Yes, I swear to God, you'll it love is. it. It is. Well, the, the other thing is, if you're dating, <laughs> I think, um... Women your age, when you you know how so so divorce at thirty six. You are now how old now? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay, so you're two years divorced, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll kind of get to that gap to from then to now. Uh, but so 
I kind of lost my train of thought there because I'm just I, I I'm drunk on the thoughts of sex. <laughs> <Brand>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so okay, so let's just let's dive into what we what, what I just pushed the side for a second there. So you get divorced mm-hmm. at 36. Um, you're 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 out of a 17 year long relationship. That of course you were married. You thought it was going to go the distance. It yeah. didn't. And we, of course we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of why it didn't work. Shit just doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. So let's forget about that. So you're newly single. Uh, how long? What was your refractory period when you got divorced to when you felt like you were kind of ready to start seeing other women? Was there a period where you were just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, or? <laughs> What what was what were you thinking? Because here's the thing: I think a lot of men have this thing where you think you're like, "Yo, if I get divorced, I'm a, I'm a pussy crazy son. I'm a fucking get out there. I'm well, gonna do everything." And then it's so like, then you're like "I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad." Oh no, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, that's because that is go what every wild. man thinks. That you're I like, have... "Yo, all these chicks that wanted me before. Yo, I'm open, ladies." <laughs> and they're like, "No." That was the last year of my marriage. <laughs> The last entire year of my marriage was sexless. So, and like by the end, when I knew, you know, the, you know, the end was inevitable. I'm like, all right, yeah. you know, we signed the papers. I got to answer to nobody. I'm gonna go buck wild. Yeah, that's what the mind was saying. But it's kind of like the opposite of like an Archelaus situation. It's like my mind's <laughs> telling me yes, <laughs> my body's telling me no. But my body was telling me no <laughs> what, for a what few Raina months. just said she was yeah. like, it's not working. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's like not working. Which I mean, I I can, I understand that mindset. Oh, absolutely. I can completely 17 years with the same person. Exactly. You know, like my exactly. mind's like, hey, so it, you're, this is okay. This is. But, yeah. you know, it would be weird if there wasn't. But the the, the, the downstairs the downstairs area is like, no, it doesn't feel right. Like the yeah. brain's like, it's right, okay. And yeah. Like, no, nah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there were a few situations in the first few months where I'm like, yeah, yeah, the mind's telling me yes, but I the mind's to, telling me no. But, well, but you know what? I mean, bravo for getting in a situation where they're like, come on. And you're like, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, Honestly, that, that make... probably ramped up the sexiness a little bit. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean, no? <laughs> but then, and then, yeah, on the flip side, you know, sometimes the other, the telling other somebody no like, is the ultimate me? aphrodisiac. They're like, tell me no, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. I'll be back. <laughs> but you know, like to go along with that, you know, like like I said, you know, my my ex wife was my first and only everything. So yeah. like I had no game, no killer instinct. Yeah, you know, like sure. I no killer know. instinct. Yeah, like I don't know how to. <laughs> I will. The deal. I will say he's the boy's grown up. <laughs> the boy's grown up a little. I found bit. my groove. You know, but, like, yeah, well, I'm I mean, right. not, like what we were talking before <clears> we <throat> even brought you on as a guest. It's not only. I mean, it's it's to me, it's a very interesting story. Again, nineteen. Married, one partner, thirty six, divorced, thirty six years old. You're weighing two forty, two forty five, two forty five. How much do you weigh now? Two years later, one sixty, one sixty. My man lost eighty five pounds. My la- my man lost a nine year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, it's I'm like fairly chiseled too. What's yeah, it, what's yeah. it called? The the revenge body? What's it yeah, called? Oh no, it's kind of like a, yeah. uh, when I got divorced, I uh, I looked up this eating plan called the uh, divorce diet and uh, followed yeah. this workout plan called Body by Revenge. <laughs> much, much tougher than was beach it body like even. eat peanuts and cry? <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> Drink Gatorade. <laughs> you will be dehydrated. <laughs> You're gonna be so dehydrated from all the tears. You better get that Gatorade. <laughs> there should be a commercial. But not that should be Gatorade. A we just tapped your other market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, between the divorce and the pandemic, actually, it was like the perfect storm of like, hey, let's uh, let's get moving just to not be sad. Sure. And then you know, like everything kind of fell into place, and well, it I hasn't mean, felt I, that I hard. Know, I mean, you look great. Thank yeah, you. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. You look you look great. So now here's the thing: it's it's you're 38 years old. You're moving to a new city. You've uh, you're you're as fit as you've ever been. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the world's your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck, I hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, no, it's like a, one thing I've learned in my, my second bachelorhood is that. Uh, second bachelorhood? You didn't even have a first, motherfucker. Yeah. Not really, yeah. I mean, I went up from the time I was 19. It's like, yeah. uh, have you ever seen Coming to America? You got to sell your royal oats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't really had, you know, like, I don't know, like, I'm still. I'm a sappy romantic type, you know. Like once I, you know, you are. I, I can am. attest like to I, this. He is oh, such I, a fucking. I catch feeling for somebody. The blinders go up, and you know, like yeah. Yeah, I've literally looked at him and be like, dude, you gotta fucking like lose your morals. I know. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you gotta fucking ratchet it down a notch. So <laughs> like, I, you're I, at I'm a like ten. A, Turn that shit down. To I'm like moving a to six. another city and they let re- something slide <laughs> occasionally. And I mean that in the uh, nicest way possible. <laughs> I've had those opportunities and I can't. I mean that in the nicest way possible. But I mean, what do you, I, honestly, again, like I said, brands of modest guy. We won't say names. I won't even describe situations. There have been moments when I was like, "You did what?" <laughs> or oh yeah you, or you didn't do what yeah. <laughs> i'm like what and he's just like, i couldn't oh, i'm like what and other friends have been like dude that's a layup that's a yeah, softball and i'm like yeah. i know i couldn't well i mean and, and, and here's the thing i i respect that ultimately <laughs> i do but it's just i guess he just wants you to change because it makes him feel bad about himself <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a way. I hey, I, I'm, I, first off, I'm very happily married, but I'm 15 pounds down too. Yeah, you got some but groove. I'm just trying to be sexy for the one person, <laughs> not everybody. But I know here's the, like, there is always from man to man that um, vicarious. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but it's also you're rooting for them because it's like, especially like it's the same thing with women. It's like your friend gets divorced and you're like, yo, I want you to crush it yeah. because I want you to get out there, have a good time, yeah. fucking get some bodies. <laughs> I thought I wanted to whatever, crush it. you know what fucking I mean? Do what, what you want, whatever, you know, you, you, you uh, deserve yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, fucking get out there and do what you want. So it's like there is that whole thing of like, yeah, good for you. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's also like, You're- you know what? I'm not planning on getting divorced, but if I did, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're my fucking Florence Nightingale. You're going to fix me up. Like if, <laughs> I, baby, I love you very much. Don't ever leave me. <laughs> I couldn't live without you, but I got to be prepared in case. <laughs> in case you just, decide you want to live without just him. In case. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. But, uh, oh, man. So let's just, again, I, I won't say anything. So let's just say your number is increased from one. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was the cocktail. But he was polite every he time. Was like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, no, honestly. How many that, candles did that, you burn? <laughs> <laughs> I Look, just the fact that you have now is great. Because, look, if you choose to be... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess chaste. If you choose to be virginal or keep your virginity for marriage or for whatever reason, or you're you're intentionally be like, I don't want to sleep with a lot of people. I respect that too. But 
I do believe kind of in the car buying method a little bit of like you should kick the tires on a few vehicles <laughs> and take a few test drives. Absolutely. Try a few different models. <laughs> Can't tell you what <laughs> you to do, I mean? but you should probably yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like shop around a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you How do you know what you like yes, if you haven't tried if it? If you have a reason to stay that way, then th- I respect that. Right. And everyone should respect that. But I, that's not the methodology that I preach is <laughs> I would say, get out there and, and fuck around a little bit. You know what I mean? Make mistakes or, yeah. or whatever else. So it's like, I'm proud of you just because you've gotten out there and you've, you, you, you know, in your later thirties, you've, you've done the thing. So oh, yeah. it's good. A, it's a second. You do the damn thing. Good on you. Yeah. So you're moving to Tampa. I am. And uh, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but you're going to live with your mom (laughs) (laughs) for a little bit, for a little bit. Well, I mean, uh, so uh, Brandon is actually Brandon's an engineer. He's looking for an engineering job in Tampa. He's moving down there. Another friend of ours who will probably be on the podcast at some point. Zach Hedrick recently moved to Tampa as well. He's a comedian. He's not an engineer. He's not an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) If Zach, you're listening, you are not an engineer. You are not an engineer. I went to the lot that he works at. You know, to see yeah. about you know, like yeah, you know, trying to get a job, and yeah, you know, that was a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley Chapel is a good bit out from Tampa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no. So, what I'm saying is, you're moving to a city. You know some people. Yeah, you know some people looking for a job. Um, and also, there's a great comedy club in Tampa, Side Splitters. A couple of them. Yeah, there's so an improv too. Yeah, improv. So you're gonna hopefully hit the ground run with your comedy as well. So, let's just say this: you, you, of the lessons you've learned. You were married for 11 and a half years, together with the same woman for 17. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I mean, are you, I know you don't necessarily have a timeline, but I mean, are you open to another long-term relationship or do you, are right now, are you wanting to play it fast and loose? Um, I'm open to it. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I've, there's somebody that lives there now I've been talking to, uh, I've reconnected with, you know, from, you know, earlier in my life and, uh. I don't know where that's going to go. You know, I'm excited about the prospect of possibly a long-term thing, but at the same time, if it doesn't play out that way, you know, I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was about to say, I mean, you've kind of you, – you've already had some ups and downs. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it doesn't, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is like you have to – that's, I think, in major breakups, like in divorces, and again, I mean, I can't speak from personal experience, but I, I've had several friends that have gone through this, mm-hmm. and it's basically the confidence of, like, if you know you can catch a fish, you know you can catch another fish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such an anticlimactic, like... I, I, I wasn't going for shock at all. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can catch if you le- if you learn Florida how is a peninsula, and it yeah. has a lot of coasts, so there's lots of fish. But if you learn how lots to... Lots of sunshine, yeah, too, I, so lots of good looking fish. You know what I mean, goddammit. <laughs> you throw the line out there, you fucking reel so in. Bad. You reel run in, and then you fucking... You can do it again if you fucking have to. That's all I'm saying. So oh, yeah. it's like it, it cushions the blow is 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 what I'm saying. Yeah. So knowing, <laughs> Raina, shut up. <laughs> so, and, and Raina, I can actually po- pose this question to you too. It's like so both of you have been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Now yours was, of course, a shorter relationship than Brandon's. Mm-hmm. So I'm mean, saying like different dynamics. <laughs> but coming out of that, when you realize that you wanted to see somebody else or you're open to another relationship. What did you learn from the first one that you were like, I can't have that, or I want this in round two? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what did you, what did you glean from experience one that you want to apply to the next one? Experience one being the marriage? Yeah. Um, yeah, there are lots of things, you know, like I, I came out of the marriage, you know, like it was, uh, frankly it was doomed from the beginning like i just kind of did it like i felt like i should because you know like i just felt like there were expectations imposed upon me you know from her from you know people that knew us and it's like uh, it doesn't feel like the best fit but you know like we've been together this long and i think i could be happy yeah uh but like there were lots of things you know like like poor communication yeah you fucked up from jump street right there it's like like, i think (laughs) if it's ever marriage you're like i think (laughs) oh yeah it was like i just (laughs) i mean and don't get me wrong, there were plenty of fond times, but at the same time, there were plenty of red flags that I just straight up ignored. And, well, sure. Um, and, You're not going to get just, to the precipice remain... of marriage without having good times. Yeah. You know? Uh, but there, you know, like, there was a lot of hopefulness that just kind of was never met. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like, one thing I, I'm, I'm very adamant about, you know, like, coming out of this you know, divorce, you know, a painful experience, like, I want to be a better partner going forward. Like, I want to, you know, I went through a long, painful experience, and I don't want it to be in vain so you know i want to take so it made you, know, you introspective in a definitely yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. oh like you know like there are things that you know that she did that were destructive to the marriage but there were things that i did i did that was destructive to the marriage too and i definitely don't want to do those you know repeat yeah. right yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like i know if what you don't learn not from to it do. you're doomed and, to repeat it yeah, yeah. yeah. so i yeah. also know you know like i guess what could be like oh this is a deal breaker this is a red flag you know like sure. so yeah, poor communication you know, is, a, is a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and like, I mean, I don't even have to mention it. I mean, you and I had several conversations about this. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember kind of. I mean, I, I, I literally, there, I saw, man. I saw you every day through the entire process. Yeah. So it was like, it's like, I, hey, Scott, I, I'm gonna take a long lunch because I'm gonna I, walk yeah, to the I, divorce lawyer's yeah, office because yeah, yeah, that's I a little more the, pathetic. I got and I'm sad well, right I'm, now. I, I will. Not, I, I, I was. I told Brandon sitting in my office. He was like, <laughs> signing the divorce papers today. I was like. Yo, you should ask her if she wants to bang one more time. <laughs> and I did that. Yes. Why wouldn't he? I was oh, like, no, of course. Oh, no, it's low stakes. Of yeah. course. It's like, yes, that's what I said. I was like, What'd of course. What'd she say? She said, no. Oh. I'll let him. Let me describe the buildup. So <laughs> I'll let him. T- but I was, I pushed. I was like, you fucking do it. <laughs> oh, no, I barked up that tree. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so yeah. it was around a lunchtime type of appointment at the uh, divorce lawyer's office. And it was uh, like a mile from where we work. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a long lunch. I'm going to walk because, you know, this is a sad experience and I want to be extra pathetic. Um, so I walk there. I want to make sure I'm sweaty when I walk. <laughs> yeah. It was April, so it was you know, a little warm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we walk there. We're sitting at a, you know, my wife and I are sitting at a big, long conference table with a paralegal there, you know, like walking us through what papers to sign and what they say and whatnot. We sign, move on to the next paper, sign, move on to the next paper. We do all that. The paralegal walks out. You know, I'm cracking jokes because the whole time because I'm a comedian and uh, <laughs> just trying to lighten the, you know, trying to cope and trying to lighten the, mo- the mood. Paralegal walks out, and you know, uh, I'm standing up by the table. My ex, you know, my, my newly ex-wife is sitting at the table, and we're kind of looking at each other, like kind of sad. And I'm like, "You want to go get some ice cream or something?" And uh, all she did was kind of pout and and nod. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I want to go get some ice cream. Yeah. Because uh, at this point, we haven't sold our house yet. We're still living together. We know we're going to live together indefinitely. <laughs> at that point, so uh, we we hop in the car in her car because yeah, I walked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we drove to the nearest McDonald's. Yeah. We pull up to the drive-through. She orders a hot fudge sundae. I order a caramel sundae. We pull up to the window to get our order. 
and uh, you know the the cashier brings them, and she's like, "Oh, uh, can I get some extra nuts uh, with this, please?" And when the cashier walks off, I'm like, "Here's your moment." <laughs> Speaking of extra nuts, <laughs> oh my god! Which, if you know Brandon, that's the only way that he would ever ask for sex is a leader yeah. with speaking of with extra nuts. With a fucking gun. <laughs> Speaking of extra nuts, what would you say to one last? And she cuts me off. She's like, "No, no, we're not doing this." I'm like. All right, can't blame me for asking. Yeah. So yeah. take your ice cream and get out of the vehicle. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. We uh. What a walk. Uh, we uh, we hung out in the parking lot, you know, at the the print yeah. shop where we work, and yeah. uh, we ate our ice cream. We took a picture of it to commemorate it. Oh, wow. I still have that picture on my phone. Wow. And, wow. Uh, that yeah, is we had to live together for another month, and uh, <laughs> ironically, that's the flirties we had been in like several years. I'm still the, very surprised that she wasn't just like yeah. Sure, why not? Why not? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Been, the, the factors leading up to it, sexless. You had a sexless like marriage a last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, girls got needs. And like, yeah, <laughs> and I feel needs. like, yeah, and, and I feel like, like a, an experience like that, it's like, God, I'm so fucking sad. I need an orgasm. Like, you yes. just kind of. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I'm looking at it Catholic, from a definite. Filipino. From a, from a definite cathartic. Yeah. You know, from from the cathartic aspect of it. It's like, right. let's just bang each other. <laughs> oh, it yeah. would have been gratifying, don't get me wrong, but yeah. at the same time, like, we both had some unattraction to one another. You know, she wasn't attracted to me at that point, sure. and then I get it. And at the, sure. at the same time, I'm like, I've grown to despise you, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, yeah. you know, we both have yeah. needs, so let's bark up this tree. But, yeah, she, yeah. I guess uh, her, her needs were a little, you know, not as intense as the. Uh, <laughs> this, this, if this, you don't have a bit about <laughs> the story right? you just told us, right? that was fucking great. Well, I did I it the night of. You know, I went to an open mic the night of the divorce paper signing, so yeah, yeah I, I got it out of my system there. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking so, of nuts. <laughs> so anyway, to to recap, long story short, how do you feel now? Right now, like yeah. I, I feel the best I've been. Like okay. I like to describe, you know, the divorce you know, situation as like Super Mario Brothers. Like at that moment, uh, like I said, we were flirty afterward. You know, yeah. It was strange. It's like uh, Super Mario Brothers. You, you, you're, you're Super Mario. You bump into a Goomba. And so you shrink down. But for mm-hmm. a little bit, you're invincible. You can run through other Goombas some yeah. some some Koopa Troopas. You can run on top of spikes. And you're like, all right, nothing hurts anymore. I'm so yeah. relieved. And then eventually you're vulnerable again. So yeah. uh, that vulnerability hit when I started seeing someone else, you know, and talking to them fairly, ser- fairly seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh shit! And like I- I've lost a lot of stuff. I'm starting to feel the pain now. Like, yeah. Uh, from you know, like you know, for you know, in the beginning. So it, it came at a time you didn't expect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at the expense yeah. of you know some someone else, and I feel bad about that. But like, uh, and then the pandemic hit, yeah. and it's like you know March and April. I'm like this is the lowest and most alone I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. And that's, you know, I guess I, that's when I started, you know, the losing weight because I, I sure. learned that I have healthy, healthy coping mechanisms. Like I'm going to walk until I don't hurt anymore. Yeah. 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 And I would get like, you know, 25, 30,000 steps a day. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, ultimately right now, like uh, I'm at a point where I'm like for a while, like, you know, like, uh, I I got stuck with all the stuff, you know, like all the memorabilia type stuff, like all the pictures of us, all the souvenirs yeah. from when we went, went to this trip that, you know, I proposed to her and got engaged. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to sort through all this stuff, you know, when I'm stuck at home by myself and feeling alone. Yeah. And for a while, like, I'll admit that I wanted to hurt, I wanted her to feel hurt and alone like I was. 
So yeah. I'm like, hey, can you go through this stuff with me? And she's like, okay, I'll let you know. Or she would just ignore me outright. Yeah. And then I eventually worked through that. And now I'm like, hey, I'm moving to Florida. If you want to hang out one last time, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, balls in your court. Uh, you want another? Speaking, speaking of, of nuts. <laughs> nah, speaking of nah. balls. <laughs> I mean. Oh, no. I already talked about it. He's like, no. <laughs> oh, no already pitched that idea again. I, mean, I was like, if there was some, like, some body language action that I could pick up on and be sure. like, okay, I can cash sure. in on this. But, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not hoping for no, it. I don't no, care I, for I, it. I, but, yeah. Like, so, so, but if you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so you're in a good place. I am in a good place. And, I, yeah. I, and, I mean, uh, I don't wish her any pain whatsoever. That's good. So, and you're excited to move to Tampa. I am. Yeah, you're pumped. So, fuck. I mean, honestly, that is a great all's well that ends well story. Absolutely. Lots of ups and downs, but you learned from it. You uh, honestly, you're in a week, in a we, yeah, I was about to say, in a, in a, you profited from it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's awesome. So, real quick, because we don't have a lot of time, I want to ask Raina this. Yeah. So, same kind of question. Like, when you got divorced, what did you learn? Like in a, in a, in a quick, like what what what'd you learn when you got divorced? Um. Oh. <laughs> She's like not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean, I just I was my relationship was we were both really young and I would have done anything for him and I'm not yeah. saying that he didn't love me, but uh I think his biggest concern because he was military was that he would have somebody waiting for him when he got home. Sure. So like his I just kind of learned that if I suspect something, it my, my hunch is usually... Trust your gut. Yeah. Like, I suspected for a long time that he had cheated on me or that he at, point, at certain points he was cheating on me, and it came out way, like a lot later yeah. that he was. Um, oh, that you then, were right all along. Right, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, man. I had a feeling. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, Which is... Uh, Honestly, not any better. They're trying. I was right. You're yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, Fuck, I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a months ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like there was also like some like uh, like physical and sexual abuse that was kind of there too. Sure. So um, I, I don't know about learning, but definitely like uh, <laughs> I got some triggers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, kind of to to apply kind of what Brandon said is that I mean, ultimately you now have a series of red flags that you know to recognize. Absolutely, yeah. So, so it's like if you saw similar thing. behavior and things like that, then you would know. But like, uh, 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 I've been through this right before. And I took a I took a while off before. Um, like I think there was one person that. Um, seemed like they, they acted like they were interested in me and yeah. I kind of saw them for a little bit, mm -hmm. but things didn't work out. And after that, I was just very single for a while, like very single sure. and not even like sleeping around. I was just very, just like, just standoffish to all of it all together. Uh, which honestly sometimes is the best way. Oh, even, absolutely. Even if in for the time you're like, was, I'm yeah. so lonely, but it's the best <laughs> thing for you. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. me, it definitely was. Everybody, yeah. you know, copes differently. And I was um and i was just kind of alone for a while but yeah like i like how <laughs> brandon was like you know he's like he grew as a person and i definitely grew as a person after after mm -hmm. my divorce but when i think of like what did you learn well i learned that these bitch ass <laughs> <laughs> i learned this motherfucker's a piece of shit yeah exactly this <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. fuck him and his mama <laughs> his mother is so freaking nice and amazing his family <laughs> you know, i fall in love with with people's families here's the no problem joke. here's like, the problem 
the it's somehow the inverse is always true. If the person that you date or you're with is a piece of shit, their family is amazing. <laughs> and if they're amazing, then their family's a piece of shit. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Oh, this yeah, is some yeah. weird. That makes me feel the so only great. person from you know her circle that I've kept in touch with since the divorce is you know my ex brother-in-law. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and he's yeah. you know like even. When I knew a, the divorce was inevitable, I'm like, man, I'm gonna miss you know, like you know, my brother-in-law, yeah. sister-in-law. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it's it's one of those things, man. I mean, it's a phase of your life. I mean, sometimes it has to phase out. It's I mean, weird, you know. Like it yeah. was you know, like 50 percent of my life, you know, up yeah. to a certain point. And yeah. Now it's like, you know, it, it took so it f- took a while for me to be like, oh man, my life has gone to transition to the point where like, oh, that was a thing that happened. Sure. Right. Yeah. Sure. Which I mean, that's another coping mechanism that you have to have at yeah. the same time. So, either way, both of you, I mean, it definitely seems like you learned from it and you moved on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon, you you have met somebody, you're moving to a new city, you're in great shape, you you focused all that energy on something positive. Raina, you learned you're in a positive relationship now with yeah. a nice fella. Yeah. So, I'm happily married for 16 years, I'm better than both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Quitters, fucking yeah. losers. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, uh, baby, I love you. <laughs> don't, don't ever leave me. I'll die. I swear to God, I'll die. Uh, so, Brandon, real quick, uh, it, wrapping up, we ask all our guests, like, if you right now could give a message to our listeners, um, also, like, if you could go back and tell that 19-year-old kid something, like, what, what, what would you convey when it comes to love relationships sex things like that like what 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 would be the message that you would want to leave oh man uh do what you really want to do and not what you feel like you're expected to do mm-hmm. uh i mean like i said like, there were fond times and lo- the, the love was there but like uh you know a large factor weighing into why i got married is because you know like i i felt like I should because I had already put that much time in and I yeah. felt like I was just kind of I had expectations upon me that I needed to meet sure and then like even though you know the love was there but it still didn't feel quite right but you know like I we've been together this long I got my degree got a professional type job and well honestly man you fell victim to the American dream yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what it is I mean and the I'm sad a comedian thing is, and that doesn't line up with the American dream yeah <laughs> no not at all but that's the whole thing when people say shit like, yo, you know, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. It's like, it's, yes, it's a sad statistic, but a huge portion of that is because of what you just said is people are like, we've dated for four years. I mean, like we should get married, right? Right. It, the like, people we, feel like we, it's a step sh- that you sh- have to take. We should get married, right? That's and then the your friend, your parents like, when are you getting married? And your friend's like, when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids? And you're just like, well, shit. I mean, I, you look around yeah. and the American ideal is like, I'm 26 years old. I should be married. Right. Especially like, I, yeah, I in this corner married. of the country, it seems like. Yeah. You know, it's kind like, of like. Uh, so yeah, very. Yeah. You, you, you it's assign a, it's a that to yourself and you're just like, this is what I should do. And then when it craps out, you're like, what happened? And yeah. it's like, maybe it wasn't right. And yeah. for some people, that's a lesson you have to learn. Yeah, it was a it was a square peg in a round hole yeah. for a long time, and it's like I built up bitterness and resentment, and like if I had just kind of realized, you know, or admitted to myself earlier on, like you know, we could have you know made a, a painful process a lot shorter. Sure, but at the same time, you have to look at it. Who knows who you'd be or what you'd be now if right, that happened? Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like you you have to look back and be like, it is a part of my life. 
You know what I mean? I mean, you can't change it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's one of those things right now. If somebody, sh- if fucking Doc Brown pulled up outside with the DeLorean and he's like, we can go back to your 19. <laughs> you can never do it. You'd be like, fuck, do I really want to do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, you just don't know. So it's like, and, and, so the only thing, I mean, is you're looking forward and you have a positive outlook. That's all that matters. Yeah. I think that's all. Oh, no, it's not like, a, oh, man, I could have, should have, would have. No, yeah, I'm no, not kicking the, myself in the ass. The could have, should have, would have are, uh, it, to me, wasted energy. I, I don't yeah. really like could have, should have, would have. I try to leave those behind as much as possible. So wrapping up, Brandon, thank you so much for thank joining you. us on the podcast. I really, I it was very enlightening. I, I thought it was yeah. a, a very interesting to hear, especially as compared to our other guests, such a, a different take. Right. So, uh, and uh, it's great, man. I, I'm. I will say, for myself, on behalf of Huntsville Comedy, we're gonna miss you. Oh man, I'm gonna miss Huntsville we for are. sure. We're gonna miss you. I mean, of course, come back and visit, please, as often as of you. Of course. Want. And I will come darken your doorstep in Tampa. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but thank you for for coming on the podcast. Of course. Um, Raina, do you have anything you want to say in closing? Um, I like the Brandon I know. I'm glad all that terrible shit happened to you. Yeah, <laughs> right. that Maybe is true. You, yeah, you know, you know, post Brandon. Yeah. So it's like that's true. I mean, that that's actually that's a good compliment. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a nice compliment. Brandon. She's like, fuck. I wish I could have met the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's good. That's good. So, uh, guys, thank you for tuning into another episode of Going All the Way. Um, Brandon, where can they find you if they want to follow you on social media? Of course, you know, Brandon Imes on Facebook, you know, which looks like I, James. It's got a silent J. Uh, and on Instagram and Twitter, at Joke Grenades, you know, because, yeah, you know, that's how my jokes work. You know, the thinkers, <laughs> you lob it out, you wait on <laughs> to detonate. You yeah. Know. Guys, follow Brandon. He's very funny. And uh, if you're ever in the Tampa area, you can probably see him perform somewhere around in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for joining us again. And stay tuned. We'll have more great content coming your way. And uh, pretty soon, I think we're going to set up an email address. We're going to take some requests and questions. And we've got uh, some very exciting guests on the horizon. So stay tuned. Rate, review, subscribe. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.